it's working. Well, that's a nice surprise, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like my phone had just like forgotten how to actually do this because it's been such a long time. Yeah. And when, and when I clicked like invite a friend, it would just like re it would just like boot me out of the app and be like, no. <laughs> oh, shade from the app. <laughs> Real shade. Savage. <laughs> it's been savaged really? by an app. Oh, maybe I feel really bad about myself. Oh no, and it's only three minutes past nine in the morning. You've got a whole day to go. I know it's so early. Hopefully, it uh, it turns itself around. <laughs> How are you anyway? I'm good. I'm good. I feel a bit like um, I feel a bit like I've been like at some wild party, like on a beach you know like in Thailand the crazy beach oh, parties yeah. I feel like a bit I've been a bit like at one of them for a while and today I've I've woken up and I don't know who I am anymore <laughs> you've got like the weirdest come down hangover yeah yeah it's an See, unusual um, one when I went to Thailand I was too old to go to a full moon party you know when you're, you're like old. You're like, well, I just feel too old. Uh-huh. Was, it was only a couple of years ago and I was like, I didn't really want to stay up all night. <laughs> In my session yesterday with the kids, uh, we always do a bit of news at the beginning, like, oh, what have you been up to? What's your news? And you, and you, it's gen- genuinely my favourite, like one of my favourite parts of the session because they just come out with just some brilliant stuff. Amazing. Um, but this one little girl was like, oh, I had a friend sleepover. We stayed up past midnight. Oh. And, I, and like, I had to really stop myself from being like, Because <laughs> the adult in me now is just like, oh, that's late. I remember the first time I was allowed a friend to stay. And it wasn't really that I was allowed a friend to stay. It was the fact that my mum's friend was staying like was down visiting staying at our house and her daughter was staying in my bedroom but it was still really exciting but I remember like obviously similarly we were like oh my god we're gonna stay up really 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 late yeah and then it got to like I don't know what time and we were like oh staying up really late makes you really hungry (laughs) oh so we called my mum and we were like can we have snacks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's so cute. And I remember, like, rather than her being like, oh, you know, here's some, like, trash food. My mum was always the person that, like, at kids' birthday parties would be like, why don't you eat these delicious cherry tomatoes? They're just, like, sweet. And <laughs> um, my mum bought us both a banana. Oh, fun. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> How fun. I bet you're like, I'm actually all right. I'm pretty tired. So it's probably speaking. Yeah, I don't really need this banana. No, I'm good, thanks. But thank you for the, the thought and effort, but I'm I'm actually okay. Yeah, that... now, I mean, I'd love it if somebody brought me a banana in the middle of the night and I wasn't asleep. Unless it's some weird sexual reference. Uh... No. <laughs> Presented with a banana in the middle of the night. Yeah, sounds, I realised that crap. that sounds like... <laughs> sounds harrowing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds like some kind of awful mills and boone novel yes. like yes. yes the throbbing banana <laughs> <laughs> oh and then we've just found out how childish i am always go for the throbbing <laughs> always if if there's a choice of things to go for 
Yeah, throbbing banana. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it beats a throbbing cherry tomato, whatever that. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah. What that entails. But genuinely, she once made a kid cry <gasps> because she was like force feeding them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Again, harrowing. It's going to be a harrowing, harrowing stories from Alice's childhood. Like she, today. so we were at my cousin's birthday party. Um, my cousin was in like Wolverhampton. Yeah. And turns out seemingly kids in Wolverhampton didn't really eat vegetables. Slash, I can, I can know, believe it. I can believe used it. to parties with solely beige food, which we all are really. Yeah, especially and in Coventry. Yeah. And she I remember my mum like walking around with this like packet of freshly cleaned tomatoes and she was like forcing every child to have a cherry tomato. And one kid just like fully burst into tears. Was like, Who's this woman? Yeah, who's this woman that I've never met before? That could be anyone walking around making me after I've been to my swimming pool party having the best time (laughs) great time and I think this is the same kid that in that like machine thing that you you know you like put 20p in and then you get like a little plastic ball that comes out yeah and it's always got something really shit in yeah in that he got a ring and he gave it to my cousin and I was like oh my god that (gasps) married yeah did they get married um no but what a shame shame. he's he's married to her best friend oh yeah and I think I think she actually said it in like the speech at the wedding she was like I always thought we were gonna get married no way that's so funny (laughs) because my cousin told me because I was slightly older so obviously I was like really knowledgeable about that 18 yeah yeah what marriage was I knew that you know they were married (laughs) I love that. With the plastic 20p ring out of the swimming pool, like, thingy machine thing. Isn't that so funny? That's the thing that children go through. Like, they're like, oh, I'm a a tiny bit older than you, so I'm therefore so much more knowledgeable. And then within that, like, power, they just talk her to shit. Yeah, exactly. I remember remember a little girl, I used to, she used to live down the road from me. We grew up together. So she, I was like tiny, tiny, tiny. Can you imagine how, like, <laughs> can't, can't imagine can't that. Imagine I, I always thought child. that you were an extra tall child. <laughs> yeah, I've actually been this height since I was four. <laughs> <laughs> it's a phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember because I was in reception red and she was in reception blue. And I remember we were going for our first day of year one. We were going back and we were in the car. And I, I remember, I remember her sitting and telling me, she was like, no, no, I already did reception red. You're now going into reception blue and I'm going into year one. And I was just, I was just that kid that was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> I didn't realise. And, and then I was like, oh, another year of reception, but blue. Yes. Bring it on. And I was absolutely mortified when I realised it was actually in year one and we had to actually make a bit of an effort. Yeah, I mean, I made a similar mistake, but much older, where um, when I was going from year six to year seven, 
um I went to a grammar school so it wasn't like particularly close to where I lived and I didn't really know anyone that was like going to the grammar school like very well like I knew like I think there were like eight of us from like my school do you have to do like a test to get into a grammar school yeah you have to do a test I wouldn't know I'm from the the common people I'm still in reception blue (laughs) yeah still just floating around in reception blue and we had like um an induction day yeah um where I didn't make the best first impression given that I was wearing a fluorescent green Donna top which I thought was really cool but my friends still bully me about said um Donna t-shirt that I wore I remember Um, everyone having one of that see in our peasant schools that you didn't have to do a test again if you had a a fluorescent Donna top you were the bee's knees yeah I thought I was the bee's knees oh you were just in the wrong you had the wrong audience I just had the wrong I wasn't used to this new fancy audience no um and (laughs) basically like I don't know like it was a really tough like I remember this induction day being pretty tough because um, I was the giant child that was taller than all of the child children. And they kept playing all these bonding games that was like, let's go in height order. Let's go in shoe size order. Let's and when point you're out like... how big Alice is compared to everyone else. <laughs> yeah, it just made me feel really shitty. Oh, no. um, and then like summer hit. And I forgot what like house, what class I've been put in. So it'd been maybe like a month since said induction day and I was at a craft event and we were making <laughs> yeah. le- we were making like burn you know when you soldering iron a um like a piece of leather it kind of like makes it go darker. Yeah. So we were making um, I mean I say yeah, I have no idea. I mean craft event at school is a very different experience to what I had, but <laughs> so this was like this was like my parents were at work and they sent me to this craft uh, thing okay, in the okay. middle of the holidays. I see. And we were soldering which is now I think about it, like why were they giving eleven year olds soldering irons to burn leather? But that's what we were doing. And I put the wrong house on this like key ring that I made um assuming that I've got it right in my head and I was with some other kids like there were some other kids there that were going to this school and they were all in the same house but like not the same house as me so they'd all been like yeah we're gonna put oak on our thing and draw a tree and I was like yeah I'm gonna do the same I'm gonna put ash and then I come out of said craft thing and I bump into these two girls that I befriended um on my like induction day yeah and I'm like look I made this really cool key ring and one of them's like no you're not actually in Ash House you're in Beach House oh no (laughs) literally like they've never like they're still typically my really good friends (laughs) they have never ever ever let me live it down oh my goodness as like the stupidest because I was like just everyone else was doing it and I just for some reason couldn't for the life of me remember <laughs> oh Alice I've got seemingly like despite the fact I went to a grammar school I've got a brain like a sieve I cannot remember things very well. 
so I know that, I know that feeling. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I mine must be. And maybe like one of the other kids was like, oh, like we're in oak. I think you're in ash. And I was like, yeah, definitely I'm in ash. Oh, you should have that as one of the themes at this imaginary wedding that's yet to happen. (laughs) What stupid things Alice has done. Yeah, but you know, like people do table themes, don't they? Yeah. And it could be like pictures of the bride and groom from when they were a certain age or things like that. But I think you should do like hilarious moments from Alice's life. (laughs) And one of them, (laughs) instead of getting dinner, they all get a soldering iron. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it, no one else has done it. I'm pretty sure. I mean, to be fair, if I went to a wedding and I got given a soldering iron as an activity, I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty okay with that. Pretty wild. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, brilliant crafting. <laughs> I'm at the craft table. I love some crafts. And then, and then another table could be a podcast table. But they just have <laughs> they just have a table full of wires of microphones that don't work. That don't work, yeah. And, and they just they're... have to like break PlayStations yeah, exactly. and microphones. The whole it's like experience. almost like a rage room podcast hybrid. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> I think it's got legs. I think Yeah. <laughs> I think I went to a I went to a rage room um just pre COVID. And it was great fun. I had a lovely time. I've never been to one, but I can imagine it would be hilarious fun. We'd bought this thing, which basically was like five dates in Birmingham. And it was like really cheap. It was like 20 quid. So it worked out at like two pounds each per date. That's and, mental. Yeah, but you just don't know what they were. Like in like you just get sent like these five things. Uh, so so you, you could get something you could get something that you're like, oh, this is not fun. Well, yeah, but actually they were all pretty decent. Like, so we got a rage room, I think we got a cinema ticket. Um, oh, we got a like this is dreadful, but actually was really fun. We got tickets to um Oh god, what are they called? It's called like an umpa band at the beer keller, like the German people <laughs> playing the trumpets oh, and stuff. I love that you got tickets to that. <laughs> Which was actually so fun because one of my friends and her partner had done the same, like bought the same thing. Yeah. And actually it was hilarious. And then I think we got something like go-karting, but we didn't fit that in pre-COVID. So is that and still, then, still on the cards for Well, future? I don't think so. I think they've expired now. Which they were like, it was £2. A bit harsh. Get it over was two it. Pounds. And then, oh, and then something else was like a ticket to the Coffin Works Museum, which is actually really, really good. The Coffin Works? Do you see how coffins work? So it's, it's an old coffin factory. Yeah. Again, harrowing. But it's not a... So they didn't make the coffins. They just made the, like, bits for the coffins, like the brass handles and things. Oh, Alice, you know how to show someone a good time. It's actually really good. (laughs) I don't feel feel sold on it, but I'm not going to judge it until I've been to the coffin museum. And then they've got, like... And then they made, like, all of the 
cloth thingies that go inside and then also <laughs> the um I don't know what you wear what you used to wear like the kind of like glorified nightdress situation oh. for oh, the what? person like... oh, inside I... the coffin I always just presumed people got like buried in their favorite outfit yeah but I think well based on my experience of the coffin works it seems to be that people did used to wear a kind of Nighty. Nighty. Love that. Oh, you want to <laughs> be comfortable? What was, what was amazing is like because it was in Birmingham and because it only closed in like the 80s, one of like one of the sample um nighty thingies was an Aston Villa. <laughs> 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 like the blue and the purple colour. Oh my that do you know what? That's the opposite of what I thought you were gonna say. In my head it was all very um oh what's that what's that oh they uh what's that christmas film where they've there's puppets. oh yeah muppet christmas carol <laughs> yeah i i imagine 90s like he would get in that so when you yeah, said no, aston that's, villa that's what, that's what they were like that's what they were like but this was in like aston villa <laughs> this one was pretty Colours. special <laughs> and like, like they literally like had it in their sample book because it but it actually it's like it is genuinely like really good like you go and like there's a, normally like an, a cute old volunteer yeah that, sh- that shows you around yeah and they t- t- tell you all about the museum and like what's really cool about it is like the woman that um set it up as the museum was like the yeah. final owner of this factory and she ah. worked her way up from being like a receptionist to owning this business wow that's incredible so it was like girl power and, she was like, um, let's make it a museum yeah and she that's what she did she set up some fund for it to like be a museum or like sold it for a really cheap price like a heritage trust there was like something that she did to, to make it a museum and typically it opened like a year after she died um but it's it is actually really good and like there's obviously some morbid elements to it but I found it really entertaining do you know what now we've had a little chat about it I do feel like I want to (laughs) go like they're even like they made um they they were like the only factory of their kind in like Britain and they so like basically like now um, on coffins there tends to be like um, all the decorations made in plastic so it's like much cheaper mass produced blah 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 we do love a plastic don't we we love a plastic and putting it in the ground oh seemingly <laughs> idiots <laughs> but the um, like because they were the only like people doing this like they made all of the like uh, ornaments for um, like Winston Churchill's coffin and like oh, that's so cool. I think like the Queen Mum maybe was the last person to be buried with bits of their metal stuff was, was she buried in an Aston Villa nighty though is I mean is we don't main... know and like that's probably why they had the sample I imagine <laughs> it was for the Queen Mum and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that and that is a fact now yeah <laughs> But actually, yeah, genuinely, like, really good, really interesting, can recommend. I, I mean, quite I like days I, out like that. 
yeah and it's just kind of it was just sort of like enough educational but it's also just like a really beautiful building and you just get to like look at all of this um stuff put on coffins oh and you got to mint your like you got to print like press your own little r.i.p sign (laughs) i've got to go this is (laughs) this sounds hilarious i completely sold yeah they should be they should be paying you for uh selling it alice yeah i mean obviously sold (laughs) it is really good it's it's one of those places where you go and you're like wow this is a great day out I've learned things. I've got to create my own little mini RIP sign, which I appreciate. Yeah. Do you still and have it? Hanging yeah, somewhere. somewhere. I'm trying to work out where it is. Now I've said it, I'm like, where did I put it? But um, It's like one up from, do you remember them? Everywhere you went, you could get them penny things and you put a pound yeah. in with your penny and it squashes some weird design into it. <laughs> and like that was like the highlight of any event really and what's funny is you put a penny in but you also then pay the machine like two pounds yeah 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 the machine is like i am not doing this for free it's such a false economy it's like oh look i've destroyed this penny but it's only a penny i've also thrown away two quid yeah because i will lose this penny if not on my way home once i get home yeah definitely there's Although probably just actually, loads of pennies all over the world. Squash. I actually have a coin in my purse yeah. that I... <laughs> another historical day out. Um, Love. Where I went to a fake Roman villa. <laughs> yeah. And pretended to be Roman for the day. Okay. And as part of that experience... I did this when I was an adult... Um, as part of that experience, I love that you felt like no need to add that in. I like it. Yeah, I wasn't a child. Um, as part of that experience, I got to like melt um, some iron. Well, I think it was iron. <laughs> yeah. And then mint my own coin. Wow. So you've got a coin you made. Which I have got a coin I made with like a cute little Roman pattern on it. Um, but yeah you got to like you had to like get the fire really really hot and then you had to like put the metal I think it was the ore in the middle and then it like separated out and then I think the metal bit actually sinks and like pours into this like other bit and all the other crap just sort of stayed there and uh, it was again a really enjoyable day seemingly I just enjoy weird historical days out (laughs) I know I'm with you I'm with you on that one we went um we went to this I can't remember it was I'll have to find out from Shvez but it was hilarious it was this little town and all of the like it was a bit like League of Gentlemen so it was there was local shots for local people amazing Um, and the signs we were like we were just crying laughing because the signs on all the shops were spelt really wrong or just really like it was just it was just hilarious. We were like, what are we doing here? Are we ever gonna be able to leave? Yeah. And we went we went to this low like there was a big house. Um it was beautiful, had massive gardens, and then there was like different sections within the gardens, and then there was a bath section in the garden. And we spent we spent ages like, ha! A giant bath in the garden. Like we were we were just completely and then I look back and I'm like, it was it was just a bath in the garden. But at the time I was I was loving that. I mean, to be fair, I would absolutely love a bath in the garden. Yeah. 
Especially I, them gardens, they're beautiful. Like when I when I lived in Australia and I lived on this weird commune scenario thing. Yeah. Um, and we built this farm. One of the things we had was this like cast iron or copper, I don't know, this metal bathtub. <laughs> I'm really good at identifying metals, I've realised. <laughs> um, this metal bathtub, like, yeah. and it was like literally like looking out, like, because we were on like where the farm was, we were like on the top of this like big hill. So yeah. It was just like looking out into like the rainforest. Oh, that sounds amazing. Which was pretty amazing. Why did you ever leave this cult? I mean, to be fair, like, I stayed longer than I needed to. (laughs) And was it mainly for the cast iron bath? Yeah. Over the world, yeah. Well, also, like, they had these these really good outdoor showers. And me and my friend used to go, uh, like, the same, like, together to the two cubicles next to each other. And yeah, have, and have like a heart to heart while we were having a shower, oh. and we'd take we'd always take a beer in, and have like a beer, <laughs> a watch beer. the sunset. Wow, that's that's an intimate shower experience. Have a shower, although it got it got to the point where like there was one time, I think I threw I'd thrown something at him earlier in the day, like some <gasps> no he had um thrown this was when there was that ice bucket challenge thing oh don't, don't remember after, that after this ice bucket challenge he threw a whole thing of flour on me yeah so that, then that dur- well. so then during the shower i put my hand over the <laughs> like thing at the side of the cubicle and threw a whole thing of flour over him and then the experience of the shower became slightly less relaxing because there was the jeopardy. <laughs> that, that day, the shower experience changed. Yeah. yeah. Of whether something was going to get thrown over you. I remember at one point, he managed to somehow collect like two litres of shampoo in a bucket. Yes. And just threw the entire two litres of shampoo over me while I was having my beer. In well, the firstly, shower. I have to get past how wasteful that is. Yeah. <laughs> it really upsets me. Yeah. Um, it was because, like, he was very a, dedicated again. Yeah, he was a bit of a hoarder. And, like, basically, like, whenever anybody left this strange farm experience, yeah. Um, They'd obviously leave things like shampoo and moisturiser and things because, yeah. like, most people were backpackers and didn't have the room to carry that shit around. <laughs> so, yeah. um, unlike me, who had, of course, planned in advance and bought, like, all the solid things from Lush back oh, in the yeah, UK. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Because, obviously, I'm that person. Yeah. And... Um, and yeah, so he'd collected these all these things. I mean, there was also like there was probably some moisturizer thrown in for good measure. It was just like a bucket of leftover toiletries. <laughs> I'm kind of I, I, I'm admirable of that. Like he's he's taken the time to collect all the stuff everyone's left behind, but then he's you know he's he's used it for yeah a hilarious event. So you know, fair enough. Yeah. I'm not mad at yeah. you anymore. Fair I've enough. Moved, yeah, I've moved on. 
I'm okay with that it, now. It was very wasteful, though. Yeah. But at the same <laughs> time, they they had just been left behind. So they oh. were, like, already, you know, they were just, like, effectively, like, the scrap yeah. they of weren't, all of these bottles. They weren't quite fulfilling their shampooing destinies, but they no. did. They were used. They were just destroying my beer. <laughs> Dreadful. <laughs> my relaxing beer in the shower, watching the sunset. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like we've done a, a, a random little ramble there, but I would love to know more about your time. I'm going to call it the cult because it <laughs> makes it way more exciting. <laughs> I wish it, I wish it was a cult. Like basically, so when you go to Australia, you have to do three months of regional farm work yeah. and I decided to take the lazy option <laughs> of yeah. going to this farm that was like basically we only had to work in the mornings and then we had like the whole afternoon off but it was like voluntary so we didn't get paid but yeah. we had a very easy life yeah um and basically we we were building a new farm so I was there at like pretty much bang on the right time where when I first got there we were in like a house and we were building said farm yeah and then about midway ish we moved onto the farm that had been built okay cool which was actually really really cool but I mean it did definitely have like we did all go a little bit mental like there were at points there were about 40 people yeah and by the when we like especially when we moved onto the farm with Bill like we all really went quite native like we absolutely thought you said naked then <laughs> yeah I mean have you ever watched Naked and Afraid? Because that's sometimes what it felt like. <laughs> I haven't, but now, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> but, like, we lived in these teepees. Yeah. And me and one of my friends in particular would be like, right, we're just going to go off into this forest filled with dangerous creatures. Yeah. And just go on an adventure. So at of one course. point we decided that we were definitely going to be really good at spearfishing. And how did that turn out? Absolutely awful. Um, <laughs> so we, we walked to this like lake thing, river, creek. That's what it was creek. called. Creek. Creek. <laughs> creek. We went to this creek and we just tried to like spear some fish. But then we got scared because we were like, shit, what if there's actually like crocodiles yeah. Yeah. in this creek? Or like snakes, oh like yeah, snakes that's, that live yeah. in the water. No, any any reference to a snake, and I'm like, yeah. and so we got really freaked out all of a sudden, yeah. and then we were like clambering out of this creek, and I managed to because <laughs> also we decided we were going to because we we obviously were fishing experts. Obviously, we I mean that's, were that's a skill that's just within, isn't it? It's not something yeah. Learned. That's yeah. yeah. Yeah, just nature yeah so we um oh, i'm about to admit something that we did that's really bad um, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. um <laughs> so we taken this little pot of like bacon 
because we were convinced that like if we threw some bacon around that would like attract these fish so we had like yeah. a little ramekin and as we're scrambling out with this ramekin of bacon I like smash my hand open <gasps> um which was pretty bad um and then like by the time I've kind of recovered from that shot we're like oh we are quite far from home and we've got to basically climb back up this massive hill and we both really need a wee yeah so we decided that we would actually wee in the creek yeah um even though um that was our source of water on the farm oh controversial decision really controversial we didn't tell anyone that we'd done it it was our secret. And people back at the thing were like, God, do you think the water tastes a bit yeah, pissy and a bit like Basically, like, what happened is, like, it went, obviously went through, like, a filter and then there was, like, some kind of, like, electrical, magnetic-y field thing that it went through. But definitely right. people effectively did drink our urine. I mean, Bear Grylls does it. <laughs> well, exactly. And it was the best wee. I think I've ever had. Oh, what? Just, like it, was it just a glorious time? It was just a glorious time. Like we both obviously thought it was absolutely hysterical that we were doing this, yeah. but also like felt really naughty because we were poisoning our friends. <laughs> but like, obviously, Didn't we got stop, to like yeah. you know wash our money at the end with yeah. like some really nice fresh creek oh. water. So actually in the you... middle of a in the middle of a rainforest. Yeah, so you wandered back to camp like fresh as houses. Yeah, yeah, amazing. But it People all must got... have been like, what has changed about these two? Yeah, <laughs> but it all got very, it all got very Big Brother in the sense that, like, because it's like it's just like ultimate cabin fever. Yeah, you know, everybody just started having sex with each other. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, did it end in that kind of... Yeah, it did. And what's really awful about it is, obviously, like, we were just in these teepees in my bunk bed. So you were just kind of, like, (laughs) under some kind of, you know, duvet, sleeping bag situation. Uh, <laughs> bonking each other like rabbits bonking each other yeah well, that sounds lovely what an experience <laughs> yeah but like our next door our next door neighbors and I say this with doing air quotes with my fingers because like we were in rural Australia so our next door neighbors were like five miles away yeah but our next door neighbors like that definitely was a cult oh so they were so we grew um what do we grow we grow like papaya and mangoes and then we also had like a horse rehabilitation thing we weren't a very good farm um but our neighbors um solely grew weed now that's my kind of farm and literally (laughs) it was like you know on the beach when they go to thailand and that's what they're doing they're just growing drugs yeah (laughs) that's exactly what it was like so they even like they had um they had like a um cave that at night got lit up with glow worms (gasps) 
and they were like the absolute like the people all the people that lived there were like the absolute because I mean it must have probably been illegal I don't really or maybe it's legal to grow it in Australia anyway um (laughs) shall I shall I do a a quick google search (laughs) will this this get me arrested yeah well that's the thing isn't it you never know you can never trust google Um, for grassing you up (laughs) they're just grassing you up Ah, the pun. Oh, um, beautiful. But I remember, like, they were the the people that lived there were like the they they were basically like if you watched the beach, like that is exactly who those people were. Like they all had like dreadlocks and were all wearing like full head to toe hemp clothing and walking around barefoot and all of that. Yeah. And when we and when we moved to the farm that we built, we were having lunch. Mm. <laughs> heard this like jingly sound and we were like oh like what's that and basically the people like our neighbors had walked like probably five miles like up there up their valley and they were walking down the valley towards us yeah um you know with like tambourines and bells <laughs> oh my god all barefoot obviously um, to come and like welcome us properly to the land that we were on, but obviously they were just you know really just rich white people um, that were pretending to be you know Buddhists, basically. Yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of time for that. I appreciate that. And it was bon- and like they like they were just the types of people like they went to do their rural work um, on a cannabis farm. <laughs> And then just seemingly stayed there forever. Yeah. Um, as their hair got like increasingly more like dreadlocked. Um, but like that was that was that was a point where I was like, okay, like I'm definitely living in a slightly parallel universe now. Yeah. I don't think it was the everybody bonking or that bit you're okay with. That bit I was fine with. <laughs> But that at that point, I was like, "Oh wow, we really are living in a very strange." I could, and I and I could have stayed there forever. Like I was very content in my own little bubble of sex and drugs. <laughs> How lovely! Yeah. How lovely. Uh, well, I have, I have, uh, I have googled it, and it is now legal to grow weed in australia when you are licensed to do so under strict controls so you know maybe that's maybe that's where we all move i think i think maybe then that's what they were doing maybe they were just making it slightly more hilarious with but i was really upset because um the man that i was hooking up with at the bonk fest (laughs) at the bonk fest (laughs) yeah Um, was this Brazilian man and Brazilian he, bonk fest man Brazilian bonk fest man who dumped me post farm um, no. because he had because he had too much cock passion ah uh, too much cock passion I think you've told me about cock passion yeah I think I've yeah. said this before yeah. but but he <laughs> was also the like general drug dealer um supplying all the drugs to all of the people that lived on my farm and he took loads of my friends 
to go and take mushrooms yeah and go and sit in this cave of glow worms and he wouldn't take me and I was genuinely quite sad because I feel like that's an experience that you know I can only now wish I had where I got to go in the cute glow worm cave is that because you were do you think you weren't invited because you were cock blocking his cock passion (laughs) yeah probably there was probably an orgy going on really yeah no no glow worms (laughs) were seen that day Alice (laughs) I just love this because I never like well I don't try to put a limit on where your stories can go Alice I I just sit back and (laughs) and enjoy them but they always go into a direction that I never know is going to happen and that's yeah I I mean I like how I've gone from coffin museum (laughs) to cave filled with glow worms slash orgy and cock passion man the thing is right now I find myself I'll watch I mean I don't watch Big Brother this doesn't even make it but you know I'll watch a reality show and you know when you're like why are they having sex with each other on camera and now I can like having had that lived experience I can completely understand it because you just you know like three four months in then you're just like well there's nothing else to do we've got no internet or tv yeah there were definitely points where especially me and my friend that that weed in the river creek um where we just we went like pretty savage and just kind of would wander around in like pants and crop tops just like running through fields <laughs> what a, what an I, I feel like I've led such a sheltered life it was pretty amazing though like because because we were like so exposed to the outdoors obviously there were bad things like there were snakes and things <laughs> that quite regularly yeah. were dangerously close to us and I'm amazed nobody died yeah um but also like we because we were like really near this forest like there were loads of koalas and you'd okay. hear them making their like mating call in the night which is a strange experience but pretty cool and there was even there was even a duckbill platypus <gasps> which in real life they are so much smaller than you imagine them to yeah. be like on david attenborough you're like that's probably the size of a badger or at least I am <laughs> that's what <laughs> I think yeah. but actually they're the size of a small guinea pig oh wow they're like absolutely yeah. minuscule they're oh, really I small be... I thought they'd be way bigger than that because and that's like that's including their tail and their oh. beak they're really small oh that makes them cuter it does but I always thought like they were kind of like maybe like a badger or like an otter or yeah. I always thought they were pretty big. And then they somebody was like, oh, there's this um, duckbill platypus that lives in this river. So obviously I was like, well, I need to find the duckbill platypus. So I would go on my own to just stand and because they're like very, very shy I'd just stand in absolute silence yeah. waiting for this duck And the first time I saw it, I was like, that can't be a duckbill platypus. I refuse to believe it. I, will not I don't it. believe you. 
and like because it just like sort of like I was expecting this like massive splash into the water yeah and it was just this little like oh I love that (laughs) and And I think really cute I think my uh my closest connection to this is I've currently got an obsession with Pokemon Go so that's that's my version of meeting lots of wild animals yeah Um, you know I've got I've got four Pikachus now and one of them's got flowers on its head so I I probably outdo you there with the you know the wild animals (laughs) (laughs) 